You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn is here at the vet. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Declan. And a question here following on from your discussion about food. Pete mentioned uh, that you cannot give a dog something they don't like, but surely just they eat everything when they're hungry. Um, what's the story? Can you go through food again for dogs and cats and the habits they form? Yeah, it's, it's in some ways it's very simple, in some ways it's very complicated. Basically, it's true to some extent that if an animal gets hungry enough, it will eat anything that's edible. Um, and it's true to some extent that some owners um, worry too much about it and they end up pampering their animals and um, by hovering over them as they eat um, and by offering them something tasty if they reject something, they can actually end up teaching their dogs to refuse food all food apart from the very tastiest and most luscious. Um, and so they end up, you know, I know people who literally cook little meals for their dogs, and even those aren't all accepted. Um, the dogs reject some, and so they have to cook another meal. Um, so there are some people who get into that kind of a pickle. And another thing that we see quite commonly is um, some cats can be very fussy. And um, I remember one Siamese cat that... Um, the owner used to give them little bits of liver because they, they found that the cat loved eating raw liver. And what, what then happened was gradually the cat increasingly rejected all other food and ended up eating nothing but raw liver, which the cat loved. And the owner thought, well, okay, it, it looks like meat, it's surely good enough. The problem is that over the long term, liver is not a balanced diet and it doesn't contain the right nutrition and in particular it contains much too much vitamin A and that's fine if you're eating little bits of liver but if your diet is nothing but liver it means that the cat was eating massive amounts of vitamin A and that affects the metabolism of the bone and what happened was the cat um, became very stiff and began to find it very difficult to walk around and couldn't jump up anymore and when we took an x-ray of the cat's back we found that there was loads of new bone had formed that was fusing the spine together and that was directly because of too much vitamin A and that um, the cat was then treated by being forced to eat other food than liver and it was very very difficult because the cat was not happy about that but over a period of time the cat was trained to, to eat other food and what do you mean trained well because for most people it would be just deny them the, <laughs> the, the the liver and just go on to something else yeah but the but you can have a situation where a cat that is completely used to getting its own way, it will literally starve itself as it waits for the food that it wants. And and then you can get a situation when a cat that's been well-fed, that is suddenly uh, has no food, you can get... Um, unfortunate metabolic events happening inside them. Where, so they're that uh, determined, are they? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, like a hunger striker. You know? They, really? They have it in their mind. So if I you've got a dog or a eat. cat... This is Pete Weatherburn, by the way, from Bray Vet and Old Conan Bray and his website, PeteTheVet.com. Pete, you know, if you've got an animal, a, a pet, um, and it looks at you with the eyes and all that sort of stuff and it just rejects the food, how do you move it along? So I, I, I would usually try to get in there quite soon as in tra- uh, I wouldn't training. start from here now come on yeah. you know, <laughs> you're already okay <laughs> let's just start from the beginning if you've got a young animal you teach teach them to eat properly in other words you offer you choose a good quality food for them you offer it for 20 minutes 
twice a day for, for a young adult animal, 20 minutes twice a day, and after 20 minutes you take the food away. And if they don't eat, you don't worry about it. And, um, you know, nearly always dogs, will, dogs and cats will just learn, okay, I eat up and that's the end of it. Now, if you've got an animal that has learned to be fussy, then it's more complicated. And you, but, but there's no magic way of doing it. You have to simply gradually um, reduce... Uh, um, if you like, their favourite unbalanced food and introduce a balanced food that's, that, that you know that loads of anim other animals like so you know it's really tasty, you know it's balanced and, and nutritious for them um, and even though they won't eat it, you just offer it to them. And again, you do the old thing of putting the food down, leaving it and picking it up again. The main thing is you don't engage with them over the meals. If you're sitting there hovering, um, looking at them, and they know you're there, and they're looking up at you with their big eyes, like, you're going to give in, you know? You're not going to beat this battle of wills because they're expert at teaching you with their facial expressions and their body language. Um, they, they, they have you in the palm of their paw, basically. Right. Uh, so, so don't yeah. engage. Now, Carol in Arklow says, Hi, Declan. Our cat used to eat a pouch of wet food every day and some dry food. Now he won't touch the wet food at all. That's interesting. And I wonder, it's usually the way round, isn't it? It usually is. That the wet food tends to be a bit more palatable and a uh, stronger scent and a bit tastier. Um, but um, look, it's fine. Good quality dried food is completely balanced. There's nothing wrong with eating that. Um, sometimes manufacturers change the formulation of, of, of the wet food. And, you know, it, it could be worth just change next time you're buying cat food try a different brand. Different manufacturers, you know, they, they relaunch their products at different times and they have new flavours and new additives and it can be worth trying one of these new ones to see if your cat enjoys that. Um, a mixture of tinned food and dried food or wet food and dried food, because often it's not in tins these days, it's in sachets or, or little aluminium cartons. Uh, a mixture of, the, of moist food and dried food is generally the best thing to feed cats on. Um, but you can just feed nothing but dried food. The only problem with just feeding dried food is that naturally, if they're eating just dried food, they're, drink, they're taking in less moisture because... The, you know, moist food is 80-90% water, so if, they, if they're not eating that and they're having dried food instead, which is a very, very low percentage of water, it means they're taking less fluid into okay. their body. And the result of that is the urine is too concentrated or more concentrated when they're on dried food and that then means that some urinary problems like cystitis are more common in cats that are fed on nothing but dried food. So that's why it's best generally to have a cat used to eating moist food as well, so that if your cat does develop urinary problems, you can change them over onto nothing but wet food, moist food because that's likely to have a better effect on the urinary problems. And one more on this. Uh, it is, what about scraps from the table? Yes, the rule of thumb there is that you should try to limit scraps from the table to around 10% of the total diet. Um, I mean, I know some people feed their dogs on nothing but scraps from the table and indeed they give their cats scraps in a similar sort of way. And of course, cats and animals can survive on nothing but scraps, but I'm talking survive. What you really want to aim for is an animal that has a balanced diet. And the best way to get a balanced diet is to use a diet that's been designed by somebody who's been trained in nutrition so they know that what's in that diet is combination of the right ingredients you know proteins carbohydrates fats mit minerals vitamins all those things so basically all commercial diets are legally obliged to be balanced so if you if, if you're giving your your pet 90 percent 
of a balanced diet, then the 10% doesn't matter at all. But if you give your pet just scraps on the table, there's a danger that you'll do it wrong and you'll end up giving them a diet that's not balanced. Examples would include, um, I've seen collie, farm collie dogs that have been fed nothing, nothing but leftover porridge. I mean, and, and that's a very imbalanced diet and the dogs have ended up with quite serious health problems as a consequence. But it's not so much that that I'd worry about because that's a really obvious one. What I'd worry about more is that uh, over a long period of time a dog has an imbalanced diet and the, uh, the, the, the result is, is kind of just not good health. Not obviously very, very ill, but just not thriving because the diet isn't balanced. Okay. All right, Pete Weatherburn, our vet, and uh, Pete is from Old Connor Avenue where he has the cattery and a dog. You have a separate place for dogs and cats. We have a separate cat, wa- separate cat waiting room which the cats love because they can yep. sit there in peace, and the dogs love it too because in their waiting room there's no dogs to get them distracted or upset. <laughs> so it works well for dogs and it works well for cats. All right, Pete Weatherburn there, and PeteTheVet.com is the website.